Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. In 2017, CrossFit Central's brother sister dynamic duo graced the cover of Box Pro Magazine. I talked with Carrie Kepler and Jeremy Thiel about their rich history as an affiliate and the winding journey they took. From opening and closing locations to watching coaches open their own gyms, they share about their successes and challenges in this past cover story interview. As you listen, I challenge you to find that one nugget of knowledge you can take away and apply in your own business. So here's Carrie Kepler kicking off the conversation with how she found CrossFit. So for me, it kind of started like this. Um, Jeremy gave me a phone call and he said, Carrie, watch this video. And the video was the Nasty Girls workout that Nicole Carroll, Eva T, and Annie Sakamoto were doing. And it's a 10-minute long video, and I sat there and watched that on the computer in my office. And by the end of the video, um, I actually was crying with Nicole Carroll, which I thought was, you know, kind of interesting. But it was just that passion that came through Mm -hmm. that I kind of, that resonated with me. And I think it was like maybe five minutes later, I was back on the phone with Jeremy. And he was like, let's go get certified. (laughs) And that absolutely was how it started for myself. Um, A month later, Jeremy and I were in Colorado with, um, you know, all the OGs of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Greg Glassman, Lauren Glassman was there. And we were there for a three-day seminar up in Colorado learning from, you know, the best and um, just taking it all in, not even really, you know, understanding it much. Uh, I think maybe I'd done a handful after that, you know, looking at the, the wad of the day, but I'm um, just kind of going, okay, we're going to check this out and see if this is who we are. And um, we just kind of fit right in. So that was kind of the, the start of it all for me. Yeah. Well, and I'm kind of curious because I feel like that was such a quick transition. Like you watch that video and then all of a sudden you're like, let's go get our level one. And like a month later, you guys were, you guys were diving in. So like what, what exactly was it? I used to the passion. But what exactly was it that led you to get your level one? I mean, you could have just worked out, but why, why the right. level one? You know, I think for me personally, I was actually four months pregnant at that time with my daughter, Savannah. Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking for a transition. I was a personal trainer. I'd been doing personal training um, in, in Austin uh, for probably at that time. It was probably about six years. And... Um, was just looking for what was next. I, I thought in my head, once I had my first child, I wasn't going to go back to what I was doing. Um, Jeremy I th- was, you know, in his, he's going to tell you in his words, but looking at what I was doing, say, I want to do this, but I want to do it differently and with a team of people. And for me, it um, was Jeremy, you know, kind of saying, hey, let's look at this. It gave me an opportunity to go, okay, this might be that thing. This might be what's next. So I think, you know, I was already kind of going, okay, what's going to be next for me in my career and my path? And um, this kind of w- led that way. Okay. How about for you, Jeremy? Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that um, when we when we went to our first certification in November, you know, we were lifetime, you know, sports and fitness advocates due to our parents, and we had five siblings, so we all did sports growing up, grew up in West Texas, up in Lubbock. And um, so I know Carrie was a trainer for, you know, what, 11 years, 10 years prior to that, Carrie? Was that how many years prior to that were you a private trainer? 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, because we went in 2004 that fall, I'd been doing training in Austin for about six years. Wow. Right. About, yeah. So she was a, she played collegiate basketball, and so she did that type of thing, and then she was a trainer. And myself, I grew up in West Texas in Friday Night Lights and football, and um, we did powerlifting in high school and off-season training, a lot of Olympic weightlifting and, you know, interval training and all that stuff. So a lot of that stuff we were familiar with. And then um, in the summers when I was in college, I would run a strength program for high school junior high kids. And early on, I was introduced to kettlebells early in, like, 2001, 2002. So a lot of the proponents that was CrossFit, we were introduced to or had some awareness to. And functional fitness was starting to become a kind of a buzzword in the personal training arena. And um, Dynamax medicine balls were here in Austin, so we kind of knew that. So I think when we – went out to get our certification in November, um, we we had a lot of preliminary, like, introductions to what we were going to get ourselves into. It just wasn't put together in the way that Coach Glassman did, you know, with um, the Olympic weightlifting and doing everything for time with the gymnastics and things like that. So that's what the proponent, you know, the magic that makes CrossFit. Um, yeah. But the unique thing about CrossFit for us, I mean, in August of 2005, uh, my friend, Lance Cantu, who was an L1 trainer, you know, seven years later, um, was a Marine at the time, and he was traveling to his first tour um, in Afghanistan, and he um, – I need to get that right. I need to figure out if he was going to Iraq or Afghanistan because I'm not <laughs> certain. Um, okay. So I might give you an update if you do put a place um, – that's probably yeah. important to him. Um, but he was traveling, and he was he was coincidentally off the boat in in Australia, taking a day. They had a day off to themselves, and he had gone out and done a little run himself. And he was sitting down, and a woman ran by and was stretching. And he said, "Oh, just start a conversation with him." Said, hey, "Are you training for a triathlon or a five k or what are you doing?" And she says, "Oh no, I do CrossFit." And he's like, huh, what is that? You know, and she's like, well, you know, my husband's in military uh, or he's a police officer and he does CrossFit for his training. You should check it out, CrossFit.com. And so when he got back on the boat, he went and looked it up. And, you know, we grew up together and played football and did strength training together. So he sent it to me. And that was my first. He sent me a um, the fitness in 100 words or less. And he sent me um, the nutrition protocol of, of CrossFit, you know, lean meats, fruits, vegetables, seeds, nuts, little um, um, starch, no sugar. And, and I was like, huh, you know, really interesting. So I started to look at it, and um, I didn't really, again, understand it because we never seen it in the sense of really what was going on with it because I don't even think I really did a workout of the day until I went to our first cert. And so we just kind of looked and I said, oh, well, Olympic weightlifting, gymnastics, plyometrics, you know, intervals, like all this stuff, like, oh, I, I've done all this stuff, so this is going to be perfect, you know. Um, and so, like Carrie said, we went to our – it was the cert that was in Golden, Colorado. And um, when we went out there, we really knew that it was it was going to be the, a, a major impact in fitness space, and, and we instantly fell in love with the community and knew that we wanted to open up an affiliate. Okay, so when you went and got your level one, it was like at that point that you guys realized, like, this is it, and we want to pursue a business in this area. 
Yeah, and I think going into it, we knew there was an affiliate program um, that you could open up and run a, uh, you know, your training business with. So it's kind of like we once we went, we were certain after we were there that we were going to go ahead and pursue it. Okay. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So, so then you guys went and got your your certification, and then you returned to Austin and you started uh, like an outdoor boot camp. It looked like. Exactly. We started. At a local private high school, we started a boot camp, and Carrie started a boot camp outside of her private training facility on the side of a hill where there was some open grass, and we started outdoor boot camp. Okay. All right. So, and then how did um, you guys, you know, uh, build the boot camp and then transition into your first space? You know, I think that we were, you know, Financially, we didn't necessarily have the startup capital and the whereabouts and know about to open a training facility. So I think we were really new to everything that we were wanting to do. So our idea was to build up a solid, you know, I think in our minds it was about 100 outdoor clients. If we could get 100 boot campers, then we would have, you know, with little overhead, we would be able to open up a training facility. And, you know, I think it was about, I know it was about 16 months in, uh, that we had, you know, 120 clients outdoors, something or roughly around there that we um, found a um, private training facility that was um, kind of a garage type of environment. It was in an old um, mechanic shop for um, Harley-Davidson that the guys, two brothers were running their private training business, and they had a spare two-garage parking area um, that was available, and so we approached them to sublease their the, the, the two bay doors from them, and it was right when 300 was coming out the movie, and CrossFit uh-huh. started to make some, you know, um, inroads into larger, you know, population, and um, and so we got um, that was February of 2007 that we opened the doors of our first training facility. Okay, interesting. And so, and you said that kind of the mark in which you decided that it was time to get like a designated spot was the, the number of members. Is that guys when you guys realized that you would like had a healthy business enough to open up a, a box? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that I, it's hard to. It's been you know that's eight years. I think it was it's effective. I think it was a vision of ours to open a facility, and I think that with the cash flow that we were generating. Um, we felt confident, and we knew we. I did the math on a little scratch piece of paper and said, if we can get, you know, five people to do our elements program, our introductory was three element sessions um, of learn the basic, you know, sixteen crossfit movements, and then join our class, we would be able to pay our rent and not lose any money, and um, that's what we were able to get our first month. We had five people um, join up and get in. There was two clients that were currently boot campers that joined and three um, University of Texas students that actually oh. saw the movie 300 <laughs> and and looked into the training and said, you know, we want to do this. Um, and so they got joined. And they met, I think those three guys might have lasted like the semester. Um, but, you know, that was that's what got us um, off the ground. Wow. Yeah, I gotta love that movie 300, huh? Hollywood. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Interesting. Okay. So, 
you guys get into space, and I know, uh, Kira, you'd written on the questionnaire, you said it was like 600 square feet. And then uh-huh. how long were you, how long were you guys there for? What was it, Jeremy? A, a year and a half? Yeah, we were there for about a year and a half until, mm-hmm. um, we got our first lease. So about three years into being an affiliate, we signed our first lease on our current Burnett Road location on, um, Sorry, on 22 Burnt Road, it was um, 3,500 square feet. Okay, okay. And that's where you guys currently are now? Well, yeah, we one of our facilities. One, one of your Burnet, facilities, that's correct. Burnett Road location and then our downtown off the of 3rd Street location. Yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting. And, so, and also, um, just to clarify, who all owns the gym? I think, Kara, you said there were five people it's like a family affair there are five of you that work within the company well actually it's jeremy and i and then my brothers and sisters are actually involved in the company in some form or fashion okay Um, so jeremy you own the gym so so the way that the business structure works so gary so in the past as a year Carrie has taken full ownership, and we work our companies like brother-sister companies. So Carrie runs and owns the Burnett Road location, okay. and I own the downtown location, and I have a partner, Michael Gregory. Okay. Okay. Thank you. For, I was just like, oh, I need to figure this out. And then mm-hmm. I, and then all the brothers and sisters have a, have a hand in it, you said. They're, they work with us, but they don't okay. have any ownership. Okay, okay, no, that's perfect. I just need to clarify that one. Okay, interesting. So what has it been like, um, you know, having like a, a family, a family-run company, a family in, in the company working together? I was just kind of curious about that. I you think know, it's awesome. Like <laughs> well, what did you say? I, I said I think it's awesome. <laughs> what's you know, good? I, no, it does have its challenges, right? But, yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's Bottom line is it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Joey? Oh, well, our father is a farmer, and he runs a family farm. And similar to, like, what we do with our business, um, he works with his sister and brother in Lubbock, and they run a farm. And so family business and entrepreneurship is somewhat, you know, in our blood. It's kind of what mm-hmm. we do. Because even, like, so our brother who works for us, Zach Till, who's been with us for over nine and a half years, um, if not 10, um, he, so he trains with Carrie at their location and then he owns his own barbell training facility that he runs mm-hmm. Olympic weightlifting out of. So that facility is about, you know, a mile and a half north of Carrie. And so he has essentially inside of our business, he has his own business and he runs about 50 people at his training facility doing private training, small group training and Olympic weightlifting training as well. And um, so it's just, it's this natural kind of like workflow between all operations. Uh, okay. Interesting. I think, I think that's cool though, too, that like you said, your, your father has, has had a family business uh, as well. And it's kind of just passed on to you guys. I think that's really neat. Okay, cool. Um, and then when did um, your guys' second location open? So we, like, so... Yeah, there's some history there. There's so much history. 
Because <laughs> 11, we've been operating for 11 years. In, yeah, that's, um, that's an incredible time for an affiliate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so from the Burnett Road location, we opened up a second. At this point, we have almost, at, at three years in, we have about 200 boot campers with probably at least about 10 to 14 locations all over Austin. Wow. And then we, um, I want to think, I think we opened up Red Black facility, Red Black, Red Black CrossFit, probably maybe four years in, five years in, was a, yeah. a, it was about half a mile up the road, we opened up a kind of a strongman, we, we basically overgrew our facility on Burnett Road. Mm-hmm. And we needed to overflow our coaches to be able to private train. And we had some specialized kettlebell programs and Olympic weightlifting programs because that's where Zachary got his start in his Olympic weightlifting. Uh, we had strongman programs. And so we opened that up. And then um, we opened up, I can't even really remember, we opened up a third location out of a run shoe store. Uh, mm-hmm. probably in about year five, which was a local shoe store that's no longer in business. That was about year five that we got our run techs, um, which we called CrossFit Central ATX, which was our third affiliate. Okay. Gosh. And are all, are all those um, different locations still operating now? So they no. – yeah. we moved – right. We moved the run tech location into our downtown location, and we no longer have the red-black CrossFit. Okay. So at right. one, and one point we were up to, I would say about 2011, 2012, we had um, four operating affiliates. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, that, that's crazy. So what led, what led them to just the, the change and, and down back to two locations? And Carrie might speak to this in her own light, but, you know, we yeah. started out when we were – um, I was 24 years old, and I was super kind of my goal was grow big, and bigger is better. And Take faster, over the world. <laughs> faster is fast. And so from the evolution of, of grow as big and as fast as possible, um, you know, what, five years into that, um, I got married. You know, Carrie had her two children during that time, and we got, I got married, and then um, – Started, I had my first kid um, in 2012 when we opened the downtown location. And mm-hmm. I think life priorities and life quality and work capacity started to change. Uh-huh. And um, we kind of restructured so we could have the balance of life and children and, and all those aspects. Okay. So you just you made the choices because you, you wanted to have the life that you wanted to have versus maybe being overwhelmed with everything, it sounds like. Yes, because in our peak in 2012, we had 35 employees. Wow. And it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty big operating and running affiliate and, and our coaches. And we'd have to speak this. You know, some of our coaches matured with us from three to, to five years being with mm-hmm. us, and they were ready to open their own facilities, and they were ready to do things, you know, the way that they wanted to do them. And so we did have, you know, we have, I'll say one, two, three. I mean, shoot, there might be seven <laughs> to nine affiliates that we opened from, <laughs> wow. from our gym. I bet. I mean that, and then to 
even from our clients. I mean, I bet we've spawned 20 plus CrossFit gyms. I can't even count how many CrossFit gyms have spawned from our gym from It's clients. been pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. Clients and coaches and um, all that. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty um, – when we started in Austin, there was only two affiliates. And now I think on the – the affiliate board for the Austin local is like 40 affiliates, and I would say at least half of them somewhat somehow stem from our facility. Hmm. Gary, you were joking about take over the world, but it sounds like it's happening. So, <laughs> <laughs> in some form or fashion, I mean, I mean, our tagline is building a fit community, and like mm-hmm. we've definitely had an influence in the Austin community mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. And so I'm also kind of curious, your guys' like mentality behind that, because unfortunately you hear about sometimes gyms splitting off and, and members or coaches going to open up their own facilities and just, you know, bad, I guess bad relationships stemming from that. But it sounds like you guys have had a really like positive experience in terms of like systems and gyms outflowing from your own business. And I just kind of was curious to, to speak to that and how, uh, your mindset is behind that and, and why it's been positive, it sounds like. You know, I there think there have been po- moments. <laughs> there have <Yeah>. been moments. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's not always positive at the beginning, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, Go ahead, it's, like a, it's like a breakup because this is, this is you know, it's very, CrossFit is so community-oriented and very re- relational in the sense of what it is. And so I think that now, you know, years removed from where we were then, we can look back and say, yeah, like, it, it makes sense. Was it easy when it was happening? No. But now I think, you know, two years, four years removed, it's like, yeah, these dynamics, you know, these some of these facilities, they, they aren't um, married and have children and their dynamics because the boxes, you know, generally – gravitate towards the way that people's environments are. And we like to diversify the way that our, our coaching staff is, but, you know, not everybody's married and has children or whatnot. But but now I think we can look back on it and say, yeah, you know, times have changed. People have different desires, different environments. And so it's I think it's accepting, you know, what it is for what it is. Agree. You know, I mean, I think it's the ebb and flow of the way business works. And so I think you understand that. I mean, like I said, I think there's there's painful moments about, about the way it happens. And, you know, but um, you just grow from that and kind of walk forward. And and um, I think the biggest thing for me is if I know my purpose, um, you know, and it's to help people and a lot of them. And so when you think about it, it's like, man, we have spawned a lot of people because we can't touch every person in Austin. We're just, you know, the, but we have in some sense been able to, if you, if you think about it, you know, so it's pretty, I mean, it's cool in that fact. Yeah. Um, and do you guys maybe have any like, like practical tips or advice that you give to other affiliates for maybe going through, uh, you know, experience like this, um, that maybe you guys have learned uh, lessons from your own experiences that you'd be willing to share? What do you think, Jeremy? <laughs> say, that, say that one more time. Yeah, no, I'm just kind of curious, you know, having been through this experience, you know, where maybe coaches or members leave and open up their own boxes, do you guys have any, like, um, practical advice or, or tips or even lessons that you've learned that you think sharing could really help other affiliates who are also going through something similar? You know, 
this is one thing looking back on my experiences that I think the tough conversation that we needed to have, we didn't have mm-hmm. prior to splits happening. So when you have a cultural code and you have a kind of a view and a belief and a structure of how you want to operate your affiliate and when coaches and things start to, you know, diverge, the first thing you need to start to speak to these situations and engage it and not be afraid to look, not to look the other way. And I think too long we look the other way. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I would just encourage affiliates to speak to these type of situations. And you're on the ground, you know your box well enough in your community that you need to engage the conversations no matter how tough they are and, and make the, you know, the decisions that need to happen there and not to wait them out until it gets, you know, out of control in the sense of, not being a positive environment. And if you can address them and be open and transparent, um, then I think that you can have a winning situation. Um, and, yeah, relationships might end and people need to go different directions, but um, in the sense of the business relationships, and then people can, you know, go on and have the success that they want to have. Yeah, oh, for sure. Carrie, did you want to add? Um no, I think just like Jeremy said, it's kind of like you start to, I think, as owners and, and you kind of start to feel where the growth is starting to occur for another person or a coach and to acknowledge that instead of kind of go, oh, let's just wait, fill it out and see um, before it gets too late. But, yeah, having the conversation. So, no, I just for now. Yeah. Did you guys just learn that over time? And, and how did you learn um, to maybe have those conversations in the best way? Because it's, sometimes it's hard to communicate with people. And I'm just curious if maybe, like, you've learned a good way to communicate or if it just depends on the situation. Uh, I think, you know, um, I think... Go, Jeremy. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, one, Jeremy and I are very big into uh, just self-development, personal development. Mm-hmm. And we've gone through a handful of different personal development trainings. Um, one is Danny Johnson, um, D-A-N-I Johnson. Um, this woman, she's a, a coach on, you know, business coach, if you will. Um, Landmark is another one. It's, oh, it's yeah. a communication, mm-hmm. um, you know, personal development seminar, workshop. Um, Tony Robbins mm-hmm. is one that we've bought, uh, attended. Um I've gone through one also called Emergence. Um, Jeremy, what's there, any others? Books. I mean, lots no. of books. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, I mean, you learn how to communicate with different personality types in person. Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a key. And we've always been on, big on even our coaches developing themselves. And we want our coaches to grow. Um you know, and expand. I recently have had a coach come to me after three years of coaching with us, and he's with a, I mean, an exercise science degree, um, certified trainer, CrossFit trainer, passionate. He loves helping people, and he's he's come to a, a road, a fork in the road, and made a decision that he wants to explore something else. You know, and um, yeah. I hope that I through him working with us, we empowered him to make that hard decision to go, 
okay, I know that I, I want to move and do something else before it gets too late. You know, and this is another one. It's one of those things. I had a feeling something like this was coming, but wasn't sure. But um, starting to, when we when we expect more of our coaches and we want them to stand up and they can't give it, we recognize that, okay, something's going on there we need to address. And we can address it saying, okay, let, let, you know, let's step up. And they can address it by going, okay, is, am I in the right place on the right bus or do I need to change what I'm doing? And so, um, you know, that's been a recent change for me and, and for him. And so, which has been awesome that he, um, like, you know, made that tough decision and is now stepping up to go and make another move for him. Mm. But I think training ourselves and developing communication and understanding how to communicate with people, absolutely, business owners, box owners, we need to do that, you know. Yeah, and I think it's something that people don't realize that that you can really get trained on is communicating with people. And maybe they're more like, you know, getting into the the physical education versus like, no, sometimes you just need to like learn how to listen better. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Um, and, and kind of speaking of just those tough moments, I know, uh, in the questionnaire, you guys have said that, um, you've been through some tough times over the past 10 years. Can you elaborate on any of those maybe tough moment, moments, um, just so maybe other affiliates can see like, oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> and maybe that they can learn from, um, just your experiences. Well, I mean, I think it really, I mean, I think that really comes back to kind of what we're talking about in the sense of transitions. And okay. when you're going to be a box for 11 years, there's going to be transitions. And it's about transitioning through, you know, life changes. And because um, when you start things in your 20s and you – let me reframe this. It's like if you're going to make this a career profession that you're going to do for 40 years, it's not – this isn't a hobby. This isn't a, you know, something we're doing for a stand of our life. This is what we do. Um, you know, challenges are going to arise. And some of these challenges have been transitioning through certain age ranges and staff that, you know, grow and, and mature and move through different age, you know, changes in life as well. And, and really managing the relationships and, and the personalities and managing that process of change. And so I think that, you know, with that, it, it's even hard when clients that you've grown really close to that, you know, leave and move on and go to other training programs because we take it so, you know, I don't want to say uh, we take it so passionately in what it is that we do. I think um, Carrie's husband, Chris, always is talking about the four agreements and not taking one of the four agreements is not taking anything personally. So we just learn to become aware and be uh, uh, mature and responsible about the relationships that we have and understand that it's time for people to move on and things like that. But I think that I would say some of our biggest challenges have been um, gym splits, recognizing relationships um, for what they are and understanding it, respecting people and their decisions, um, and just having to grow through that and staying. I mean, we the reason we've been where we've been and being able to overcome any challenges because we want to be responsible, respectful adults and <laughs> uh, and conduct ourselves um, drama-free and um, in a way that is professional in the marketplace, um, you know, that's going to be, um, you know, the best for every person to get success. 
Yeah. It's surprising how many people, how hard it is for some people to be responsible, respectful adults, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it's a, it's a character trait that's really important, especially in this day and time. Yeah, no, for sure. So kind of looking over the years and where you guys started to where you are now, how would you go about describing um, your business today? You know, um, maybe what are some things that you are, you know, even proud of in, in your business where it has come from um, that it, it's uh, at today? You know, one thing, you know, Carrie went to the CrossFit Games this year as the Masters mm-hmm. 40 to 44. You know, she got seventh on that stage and tremendous athlete. But not only did she compete this year, she's competed multiple times as an individual and on a team. And our, you know, this is one aspect and it wouldn't go to other things, but it's like, um, you know, to be, you know, representing ourselves. I think it's a bigger picture than just being fit, but just having an individual compete at that level. For the last 10 years of the CrossFit Games, we've had, We've been there nine out of ten representing oh. the CrossFit Games. Wow, that's that's pretty dang good. And it's pretty neat because we've had individuals there. We've had this year carries the master. Last year we had a teenager. You know, we've, we've had teams. So it's just all around. You know, we've just been able to go out there and, and represent in that way. And I, I'm proud of that. That's what we've done. Do you think uh, that's a testament? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead and ask this. Well, I was just kind of curious. Do you think that's a testament to you guys' training? Like our, mean, our program design or? Yeah, like to your like business as a whole. I honestly think that it's, it's really mindset. It's mm-hmm. really mindset. And, and I think it's an attitude and a mindset and a commitment to excellence and a commitment to the daily tasking of it, of, of, training and I mean I just think there's a mindset and that's what I love about CrossFit is that if you want to be good and you hone your mindset and do obviously the training and the task and create a culture of of expecting to hold the standard you will create champions out of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And I know in the questionnaire it been mentioned like mental strength. Is that maybe kind of what you're also talking about in terms of mindset? Mm-hmm. I think that that attitude, positive attitude, and uh, work ethic, and um, you know, mindset. Just like I said, like self development and honing yourself um, and living the code, which we say in our in our community of with, with our coaches about um, eating the the diet. Um, you know, following a paleo zone model diet, being disciplined, having obedience, all those aspects of, of being a well sharp individual, you know. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. Interesting. Um, and Carrie, did you have anything else to add about, uh, you know, maybe the, the, what you're proud of that where your businesses come from? Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm proud of, we we're not quitters. We're hard workers, <laughs> and when the times get tough, you know I know you know it's easy to throw in the towel, and we've obviously stuck and stayed. Um, and again, I go back to I th- I feel like we truly know what our purpose is, mm-hmm. and um, we've been just called to help people, and we found a vehicle to do that with. 
And um, I'm proud of that. I'm proud uh, to work with my brothers and sisters. I'm proud that, um, you know, our community is an extension of my family and our family. And um, it's just super cool. And I think we've, just like Jeremy said, we've done it because we have a mindset of, of we're champions. And we want to, to to let that leak into our community. And um, we do... We read the books. We put ourselves in the, the, the seminars in the community so that we know what the next move is going to be, and um, we can lead and direct our people in that way, in that form and fashion. So, um, you know, that that makes me proud to be, a, you know, a CrossFit Central owner and um, a part of the community. And I think that goes back to our clients and in the success. You know, right now we're doing – Every year we do success stories. We pick out, you know, um, 10 to 12 clients across the community that showcase commitment to the program, that have overcome mental, physical challenges, um, that have had great weight loss and and self, you know, wellness improvement. Um, And so, I mean, our clients, I think they feed off of our commitment, and, and we have passionate coaches that, I mean, our staff is, is great and, you know, never ending and and improving themselves and and being there for our clients. So, you know, our clients are just, um, you know, they're just as committed and we love that about our community and about, you know, the results that they get um, with their time with us. Yeah, no, for sure. And I I saw that on the website uh, that you guys had the success stories. First off, the photos were great. Everybody had their own little profile picture, which is neat. And then um, I also know that in the questionnaire you guys mentioned that you focus on clients' goals first. And I was just kind of curious how that goal-setting process works, you know, what's the mentality behind having clients set goals, you know, and, and stay committed to the program um, in order to, to meet those goals. One thing that each one of our athletes does is when they enter our gym, within the first week to two weeks, we get them into um, the office to do a kind of goal-setting body comp session. So we get their measurements, their weight, their body fat. And at that time, we really assess, like, how come you're here? You know, how can we help you get what you want? And you know, I, there's always things I think sometimes, you know, you want your client to be or do or have, or but it's really, that's, we can't even go there because it's really truly about what they want and we can start to coach them and help them, you know, to move into that health and wellness um, and, and start to maybe, you know, basically, you know, evolve as they're with us. And um, so that's the first step in getting our clients to engage in that conversation of what do you want, what are your goals? And then, you know, it's our coach's job to consistently check in. And we do these body comps, the first one, 60 to 90 days later, and then for the first year, every 90 days. And then after that, you know, we're meeting with them at least twice to three times a year to make sure they're on track, they're not falling off too far, and they're continuing to grow. Okay. How do you guys keep track of uh, meetings with the people? You know, we've recently, we've gone through some different business protocols and shifting the way that our coaches engage their clients, but currently our client, our coaches are assigned their their roster, which is their, um, essentially their client list, 
And there, we break it down in between each coach that they work with their athletes, and they work with them specifically on the goals and, and their um, body assessments and, and their nutrition. And so we can really give a personalized experience between every client and coach, and we really break it down from a group into an individual process. Okay, that makes sense. Does that have anything to do? When I was on your guys' website, I saw that you mentioned um, classes being sold out and you have wait lists. Is, is that, like, for foundations or is that for, like, the coaches' roster? I was kind of curious how, what that was. So, you know, each I don't one know. of our – oh, go ahead, Jeremy. I don't – I mean, I, I, that sounds like something that would be a little bit older than than what we've currently shifted to because oh, – okay. um, because we've really we bridged because you know with the trend this is important for business I think that that what we did over 11 years we had a very specific model that we used to run for the first you know nine years of the way that we operated our business and as the market changed and more affiliates opened we had to fine tune our business and pivot and change the protocols in the way that we operate and so now for a coach to be that we have really popular coaches that can have full rosters and um, they won't be able to add any more athletes to their roster and another coach would pick them up. Um, but now that we, cause we have forever had ran um, um, a class assigned program where an athlete would attend um, a specific class with their coach. Mm-hmm. And we recently in the last year and a half moved to an unlimited model giving um, more range that our clients could attend programs. And then we made it where our coaches were assigned students or athletes that would be not necessarily in their class, but someone that they could meet with and still give them, you know, the individualized treatment that they need um, on their own. But I don't know if that that's kind of, I think, a recent transition that would be um, more fashion that way. Okay. Okay, yeah, no, I think that answers my question because it was just interesting. I've never heard of that uh, kind of model before where you had, like, a specific class for um, clients. Huh. Okay. We ran that successfully for, just like Jeremy said, like practically almost nine years where yeah. it was closed class, and it was so – there was such high accountability, mm-hmm. and that's why we ran it for so long because we – our coaches knew who the athlete was. The athletes knew their coach. There was that personal relationship and um, accountability to the goals. And now um, we absolutely are, it's our coach's job to make sure their roster, so whoever's on their roster, that they are meeting with their athletes because we know the longevity of the client is in results and relationships. And so we know that, you know, it's easier to keep a client than find a new one. And so our mm-hmm. the job is obviously to de- develop that relationship and get the clients the results they want and that keeps a long-term athlete with us. Okay. And you said you guys in the past year and a half, like, have just changed over to the unlimited um, classes just because of the change of the, the culture and demographic of what the CrossFit community needs? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yes. And I don't know if I would still say that it's kind of a pivot and a transition that we had to make due to the transition of the client base that's in the marketplace. Um, you know, I think that the the individual coming into our program eight years ago was very, I think, a little bit more 
um, hard charging, maybe more oriented to um, a competitive fitness environment. And we still had, you know, people that were, I think that the early adapters were more willing to take on the unknown. I think now with 11 years in to our space, the, the clientele shift a little bit more. I think there's more people that know about CrossFit now that might be just general population that just wants to be healthy and fit. And, um, and they're looking out there into the marketplace and there's a lot of different options. So they, it kind of shifts the perspective of the way people approach the, the program. Okay. Man, that's so interesting. I've never, again, like I've never heard of a, of a box doing that before where it was like a designated, you know, high accountability sort of system like you guys had. That's so interesting. So, okay, cool. Um, and then also I'm kind of curious, um, you mentioned that like some boxes have taken away like systems from you guys. And I was curious if you had any sort of like systems implemented in your business um, that you could highlight that have worked really well um, to help you propel, to help propel you towards success. I think our mentorship that brings our new coach on to our systems and platform and the way that we structure that, um, we have it eight weeks in length, and every week they meet with their coach, they're shadowing and um, going through the processes to, to develop. And, you know, and I, I'm the simplest things from I believe that, you know, a good coach, they know how to teach the squat and the press and but a great coach knows how to manage the floor and the people on the floor in relationships and conversations and engage, I think, at a deeper level. Yes, we're all there to do squats and push-ups and pull-ups and learn, And but when we teach our, our coaches really how to have relationships and, um, you know, disarm people that – that might, you know, have a hang-up about something. And, you know, we, we start to really – and all, managing time, you know, and managing um, proper movement and keeping people safe and, and knowing how to ramp people up, like all that's a part of it. So our mentorship that we've developed that our coaches go through to become a full-time coach with us, I think is a, we have a great one. Um, and I, I think that's a, something that we've developed that's been really awesome. Sure. Jeremy, did you have anything to add? You know, I think that um, from, you know, I think it was probably like 2011 to 2012, 2000, about a two-year window, I was doing um, Garage Gym Blueprint, which was a business kind of a, a, a box training um, um, that we would host every about two months. We would bring in five boxes that would come in and learn our protocols and our training and what we were doing. Um, so I, that was a stint that we were operating, and that was kind of early, kind of before I had kids, and we were kind of doing a lot of different things. And I think that really stemmed from our love for the community and, like, helping other boxes get grounding in how to operate and run it, what it is that they're doing. Um, and so I think that from that stage and then with the market pivoting and, and seeing how we're operating and running and how the business has changed, I think we've really been regrouping and really understanding what the next five years looks like for us and how we're running our business and things like that. So I think there's a core, you know, what Carrie's the fundamental that Carrie just talked about was um, our mentorship is the strong base of what it is that we do with our coaches and, and create world-class coaches to offer our services. And now from business protocols 
you know, um, I think we've regrouped and we've really, I think we've really gained our footing and um, we're really feeling good about the way that we're offering our services now. And um, and it reflects with um, um, our clients. I think this past, I think August through September between both facilities has been tremendous inflow of new people um, into our box and um, kind of gaining grounding in this fall. And we've been really excited about that. Yeah, no, that's so cool. And and Jeremy, you mentioned um, kind of your plans for the next five years, and that's honestly probably one of my last questions for you guys. You know, what is ahead? What what are you guys looking forward to in the future? What what maybe is is the next step, or if if there isn't a designated next step, like what what do you hope for? What do you dream? I think there's two things. I think that. You know, as, as I always said, you know, take over the world and, and bigger is better mm-hmm. might have been an earlier mantra for us. I think now is about um, excellence in our box mm-hmm. and quality relationships with our clients and really focusing on those that premise and really just strengthening our core of what we have. And, you know, everything is working and operating very successful now if we can continue to build relationships and move through excellence. Um, you know, in my early age, I was really strong on figuring out what I was going to do for the next five years, but I've kind of stepped back and taken a new approach to saying, let's do great work and let's mm-hmm. see what comes about from this. You know, mm-hmm. but I think that me and Carrie are lifetime. Uh, we're going to do functional fitness, CrossFit for the rest of our lives because it's what we love and we enjoy. And um, and we're going to share what we do because that's just naturally what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Carrie, anything to add? Yeah. Uh, you know, I always uh, I have to tell myself this too. It's you know, prosper where you're planted. Um, because I'm a visionary. I love to look into my future. I'm a build goal setter. I like to think what's next. And you know, oftentimes, you know, you can, if you go too far and, and think you want to spend too much time out there, then you get lost at really what you're up to. And you think that you're not. All of a sudden, you think there's some. It's greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, it's something I tell my coaches. I tell myself this I, when I talk to people about goal setting. Like, where are you at? What are you doing now? Sure, I, I have plans. I have future plans. But being pros, prospering where we're planted, just like Jeremy said, it's like being here, being excellent, developing relationships that you know are lifelong, um, and just we're so blessed. You know, and, and just acknowledging that and gratitude towards that is just, uh, you know, something that sits on the forefront of my mind all the time. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that. Prosper where your plant is. That's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. Well, Jeremy, Carrie, you guys have answered, I know, so many questions. Um and I think uh, that's all that I really wanted to ask you guys, at least for now. I can, I'll can i probably go over this and let you know if I have any other questions. But before we, we wrap this up, do either of you have anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, I don't think so. Jeremy? No, I think that's it. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.